This is the Main Money Show with Craig Dixon from The Investment Executives. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Craig Dixon provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals, your money and your plans in perfect harmony. And now here is Craig Dixon on The Main Money Show. Good morning, Maine. Welcome to The Main Money Show. My name is Craig Dixon from Investment Executives. If at any point during our show you want more information, give us a call at 855-625-3736. Or you can visit us on our website, theinvestmentexecutives.com. And while you're there, be sure to check out uh, iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. And you can uh, get yourself set up with our podcast where you can tune into any show or pick any show that you want that it, that uh, you're interested in and, and go from there and stay up to date with everything we're doing. Uh, but I wanted to get right into it and talk about today's episode and you know what we're going to talk about and how retirement is a transition, not a destination, and how you should think about retirement is merely part of the triathlon. And one of our resources today, um, we always come up with some of those Forbes.com articles or various articles that help us out on our way through the show, but um, it's from January uh, 2019 entitled, Retirement is a Transition, Not a Destination. So often retirement is, is seen as a distant goal or far off destination, but that's not the case. It's just another piece we gotta go through. Um, before we get to that glorious end, right, Tony? Well, yeah, and it's important to understand, you know, these different phases of our lives, the accumulation phases you've talked about. And uh, I know in today's show, you're going to, you know, compare it to a triathlon. Uh, so I, I, I'm eager to get into that. But first, we have to talk about the man himself, the legend, Craig Dixon. <laughs> Oh, you got me so nervous there. I thought you were talking about you. I was getting ready to do that. Yeah, right. <laughs> I was getting ready to like look at what I had written down about you, but I couldn't find anything. So, phew. Anyway, I am doing well. How are you doing? Well, I'm doing great, Craig, and it's great to be here. Thanks for having me on the show once again. And and again, really, it's uh, it's about you. You're awesome, Craig. And we all know that. But But seriously, how have you been? What's going on over there? I know you've been busy, right? Yeah, we've been busy. It's that time of year again when taxes are due. So we have a lot of people coming in uh, for our tax preparation and filing. And we have one of our agents here, Jack Harlow, um, doing tax preparation and getting those out the door for people like <laughs> like a machine gun. I mean, the amount of people we've had come through the door is amazing. And we end up actually acquiring a lot of people from that program that end, on, end up staying on as a financial client. So it's a win-win for them. You know, they come to our office, they're able to do their taxes and their financial planning all in one spot. So it's really nice and convenient for them. And we're in a pretty decent location as far as like Lewiston Auburn is concerned. So, Well, and you bring up a good point right there. I want to ask you about that. It's probably very advantageous because obviously taxes are should be a big part of your <clears throat> income planning and your finances, right? Yeah, absolutely. And it gives them a, a better avenue to, you know, ask those questions about how much they can put away for things like IRAs or Roth IRAs, or if they're small business owners, <clears throat> you know, they might want to delve into something like a simple IRA, or even if they're um, sole proprietors, they might want to do like a solo 401k or something like that, that they can 
look at setting up. So it all depends on what they're looking for, what they're looking for for deductions. And when you kind of have that all in one one house, so to speak, it's easier to get things in line. Right. And and then there's you who, as a financial advisor, are looking at the big picture, working alongside uh, the tax preparers and the tax specialists, CPAs, uh, to really take a look at the overall big picture and the future. You're looking ahead. Well, mo- most tax preparers are just looking back at the past year. And uh, most people don't plan ahead for their taxes. So I think it's important uh, to be a part or work with somebody like yourself who is going to look at, okay, but you got to look at what's going to happen next year or down the road in retirement with your tax situation. So, uh, and as part of that, I know that uh, we're going to talk about how retirement is a transition, not a destination, as you put it in the intro there. And so this sounds like an interesting topic today. I'm eager to see, though, how the concept of a triathlon fits into this whole thing. Well, first off, Tony, did you know that the triathlon is a relatively new Olympic sport? I did not know that. Ah, See, there you go. But according to the official website of the Olympic Games, Olympic.org, the triathlon made its debut in the Sydney Olympic Games in the year 2000. So really new. Yeah. Um, in fact, the, the sport itself has only been around since the early 1970s. The uh, the uh, San Diego Track Club was looking for a new kind of workout, something different from hours and hours of running in circles, obviously, around the track. So they yeah. combined a 10-kilometer run, uh, an 8-kilometer bicycle race, and 500-meter swim, and that kind of put it all together for them. Well, that's weird. You just described my average workout, a 10-kilometer run, 8-kilometer <laughs> bike race, and then a 500-meter swim. Yeah, I believe it. Actually, truth be told, I haven't exercised since the Carter administration, but uh, it sounds good. Uh, But how does that connect with retirement? Well, the San Diego Track Club created an alternative training plan. It's time that we think about, um, you know, retirement as an event that has many ways or or like uh, training plans to help us prepare. And retirement is changing, obviously, all the time, and it's changing for everybody in different ways all the time, too. So part of part of that is due to the lack of mandatory retirement ages and increased life expectancies. Um, there was a time when retirement was relatively short, as mentioned in the Forbes article. The modern retiree can expect to live, on average, oh, about 20 to 30 years beyond the traditional retirement age, which for most people is their mid-60s. Typically, we think of that magic number of 65, but... Yeah, people are living a long time these days. Wow, it sounds like it. Um, And we we know people are living longer and longer. So like a triathlon, then retirement is just one phase of life, not the finish line, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And there's even a a movement to rebrand the idea of retirement and call it something completely different to reflect new ways of thinking about retirement. You know, people think that they, they get to the retirement age of, you know, let's say 65 and then there's a total transition in, in what you do in your life. And that doesn't necessarily have to be the case. And that's why they want to come up with something different to, to rebrand, rebrand it and come up with like more of an alternative statement that says, you know, like a different phase of life. But Dorian Mincer, the author of the Forbes article suggests words like um, reinventing, revolutionizing, recharging, or rewiring to more accurately uh, reflect, reflect the opportunities and activities that come with this new stage of life. And I, I think that's, I think it's kind of cool. I mean, those may be kind of weird words, but 
I think it's kind of nice to think of it as a stage of life rather than what I think a lot of people think is just I'm getting close to the end of my life. It could really be a great part of your life, especially if you're taking care of your health. And we've had previous shows on on that sort of stuff, too. But it really can be a great opportunity and part of your life that could really be worthwhile and be worth having plenty of retirement spending cash to use. Yeah. Yeah. And that certainly does put a different spin on the idea of retirement. I, I like looking at it from a different angle where it's not it's not the finish line. Uh, it's just a new stage of life. Yeah. Yeah. Transition. And and one of the the most important parts of a triathlon are the transitions. So whether that's getting out of the water, removing the wetsuit, you know, switching to the right bike shoes, a tire and helmet, or just hopping off the bike, lacing up your running shoes and hitting the road, how quickly and efficiently you complete those transitions, obviously that impacts your overall race. So transitioning to the next phase of retirement impacts the rest of your retirement. Is that transition efficient and smooth? Is every part of your transition through retirement smooth? Are you set up for success or, you know, are you hoping <clears throat> hoping that you can just get through it and you end up hopping on one foot, stumbling toward toward the next race? That's not what you want to happen. You want to have those transitions set up where you can just jump into those shoes and run. Right, right. Uh, so what's the, I'm guessing a financial services professional, an advisor like yourself can help us set up that transition for success then? Whoa, Tony, getting ahead of me there, buddy. <laughs> but all uh, right, yeah, you're, you are correct. A financial services pro can certainly assist in in making your transitions as efficient as possible. But let's um, let's look at the first leg of the triathlon before we dive into any transitions at this point. Okay, good. Uh, so, what is the first leg of the triathlon then? So, traditionally, swimming, um, as you know, is the first. Well, because you do them all the time, right? So, swimming oh, yeah. is the first. First leg of a triathlon, yeah. and I can't. And this even, is, I've lost. Count, I can't even count how many times I've done a triathlon. I uh, know it's just unbelievable. I I couldn't count for you, even watching you do them. I don't think I could count, <laughs> let alone be part of it and try to keep track in your head. But sure. yeah, <laughs> you crack me up. Um, so swimming in the first leg, like I said, that's partly due to the fact that it's easier to take off a wetsuit than it is to put it on. Um, so look at the first leg as the beginning of our lives, childhood, um, elementary school, middle school, high school, college, trade school, whatever it is, and then on to our first job. And the first leg is unique and different from the rest of the race, but it can set you know, set things up for success, set you up for success, uh, put you in the right position for the working years of your life. So think of the transition from swimming to biking as your first steps into the workforce, not necessarily your first summer job or like, you know, part-time job working during education or stocking shelves. But, you know, that day you got your first full-time career-oriented job that, you know, felt real to you. Right. And it's time for us to transition a little bit as well here. Our time is almost up for this first segment of the show. Is there anything, Craig, that you want to share before we do take a quick break here? Yes. Preparing for retirement, obviously, it can be overwhelming, nerve wracking, but you don't have to do it alone. Um, you know, whether you're running, bicycling or swimming towards retirement, you can always have a swimming buddy, a biking partner, running partner, make those things easier. And we like to think that we're going to partner up with you in any of those realms of your life and help you get to retirement a little bit easier 
and transition in every phase of your life a little bit more comfortably so that you can get to that destination and hopefully win the gold, so to speak. Right. Um, right. If you get a chance, if you get a chance, do you like set up a complimentary consultation? Uh, visit our website, theinvestmentexecutives.com, or you can call us at 855-MAKES-SENSE. That's sense with an S, and the uh, number is 855-625-3736. All right. That sounds great. And listeners, take advantage of this offer. Pick up the phone. Give Craig a call. Set up that complimentary consultation. There's no cost or obligation. But stay tuned because we're going to be right back with more of The Main Money Show and our host, Craig Dixon, right after this. The ups and downs of the stock market can be exciting, but not if you're near or in retirement. Predictable returns may not be exciting, but your needs tend to change later in life. When you are ready for a relatively more predictable financial plan, call the investment executives. We focus on crafting effective financial strategies. You can get your adrenaline rush elsewhere. Give our office a call at 855-MAKE-SENSE or visit us at theinvestmentexecutives.com. And welcome back to the Main Money Show. I'm your co-host, Tony Shore, and the man with the plan is here, Craig Dixon. Uh, Craig, today's episode is about how retirement is just one part of the triathlon of life. And I think you picked this topic and the analogy of a triathlon just because you knew uh, how into triathlons I am <laughs> and how many of them I've actually run. Yes. Um, uh, but you talked in our first segment about the importance of those transitions in a triathlon, and I tried to jump ahead on you. Uh, I got scolded there, but uh, <laughs> not, I got a little ahead me. of the game. Yeah. You got scolded by the radio gods. <laughs> but uh, you talked also about how that first leg of our lives, childhood and education, is kind of like the swimming leg of the triathlon, the first leg of the triathlon. And uh, you know, as you step onto the shore of your working life, no pun intended, Ooh, Tony you, Shore. you enter that next phase. So what is the next leg of the triathlon? Is it biking or running? So in the, uh, in the traditional structure the bike race comes next, and I feel there's a natural connection to the career leg of your life. So in the bike race leg, your speed is enhanced by the bicycles mechanism. You, you know, you can, um, you can increase your speed by increasing your cadence according to an adventure.howstuffworks.com article entitled how cycling cadence works cadence refers to the speed at which you pedal cadence is measured in revolutions per minute or rpms everybody knows that one i think and advanced cyclists can pedal anywhere from 80 to 100 revolutions per minute so quite a quite a different drastic change from 80 to 100 but quite a speed if you're going at 100 revolutions per minute well, yeah. I mean, how fast can a triathlete go during the cycling leg of the race? Well, I think every uh, triathlete's different, but according to one bike pace chart for common triathlon distances on tgbtraining.com, cycling speeds can range from <clears throat> about 12 miles per hour all the way up to 30 miles per hour. So 10 miles can be covered in as little as, you know, 20 minutes. Wow, that's fast. But how does the cycling leg of the triathlon connect with the triathlon of life then? Ah, now we're getting into it. So in the cycling leg of the triathlon, the racers, you know, they use the bicycles as a mechanism to increase their speed. They can cover long distances in shorter amount of times. 
uh, increase their cadence like we talked about, go faster, go slower. But sprint triathlon cycling phases can be 10 miles to 15 miles in length. And the Olympic triathlon leg is nearly 25 miles long. And the cycling leg of the Ironman is <clears throat> an unbelievable, if you can get this, 112 miles long. But at every distance, the bicycle is the mechanism by which athletes can multiply, you know, multiply their speed and ability to cover distances. Yep. Wow. So how are things multiplied in the middle stage of this triathlon of life then? So in the middle, middle stage or leg of the triathlon of life, the individual is the career portion or phase. They have certain mechanisms to multiply their wealth accumulation just as a bicycle, you know, helps accumulate more speed. Mechanisms like a paycheck, 401k, brokerage account, individual retirement accounts, and other financial option, options help you accumulate more wealth. So th those things are your bicycle, if you will. Right. And so assets, pay, savings accounts function like the bicycle then. Yes, you made the connection, Tony. And all the mechanisms need to be customized and optimized to the individual, just like the bicycle and the triathlon. The triathlete needs to make sure, you know, they have the right size and type of bicycle. A typical triathlon will include many different types of bicycles during the cycling leg from like uh, uh, road bikes to the um, oh, the mountain bikes to triathlon specific bikes that are designed for time trials. But the <clears throat> the most competitive triathletes use almost exclusively triathlon time trial specific frames with skinny tires. You've all seen those. The, really fast, sleek bikes. And the frames are designed to minimize drag and increase speed. And they're customized to the individual triathlete. And you and I, Tony, always talk about each individual's retirement plan is different. Just like each triathlete's bicycle is different. You know, the seat height, the handlebar distance from the seat, the, all those things matter. And all those things in your retirement accounts matter too, because it's, it's a matter of preference. It's a matter of attitude. And ultimately, I think it's a matter of comfort. You know, is that bike comfortable? And hey, is that investment comfortable? Yeah, well, that's a good question. And I think you make a great point there. So I guess that it's important for individuals to customize their mechanisms then. That's what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. And that's why, you know, here at Investment Executives, we utilize the strategy assessment. And the strategy assessment can be found in our 24-7 online financial portal, the Generational Vault. And the first part of the strategy assessment is the color of money risk analysis. We call that the Comra. Ah, yeah, that's right. Color of money. You've mentioned that. Yep. We've talked about that on the show before. But why yeah, don't you give us a, an overview really quick? Uh, what does the color of money risk analysis do? So the, the Comra analysis uh, assesses your financial picture and provides a roadmap to your overall risk preferences how you feel about certain things, how you feel about your money going up and down in certain markets. And the output will be a, a color or, or a money score. And this short interactive analysis is the first step down the road to retirement. And there's basically 11 questions that help you determine the color of your money. And the color of money refers to the amount of money we earn, save and spend. And it's driven a lot by our personality and our beliefs. And there's three types of money that we work with. There's red, yellow, and green money. And the red money that's known as the hope so money, and that's the money that you hope will be there when you need it. It can go up or down and typically doesn't have any minimum type guarantees. So um, that's the riskier side of thing. Then you have the yellow money. Um, that's your managed money, and this money can be at risk 
um, with certain assets, but it's professionally managed. So hopefully the risk is mitigated some by that professional management, or at least they're keeping in tune with you so they can make moves as they, as they need to, or as you see fit, or as you both see fit. And then the green money is also called no-so money. And this is what I feel is like the most important money, especially for Mainers. The no-so money is the money that's conservatively placed. So it's more likely to be there when you need it. And it won't produce the potentially higher returns of red money, but it won't, you know, it's not going to experience the potential negative fallout when the market goes down. And I like to help people lock in their retirement income. So if they give me a goal of 5,000 that they need per year, I want to make sure I'm using enough green money instruments that they're going to hit that goal no matter what. And they're going to be able to have that, what I call mailbox money, those checks coming in yep. every month, you know, to cover those, those bills that come in every month. And I really focus on the green money, the yellow money and the red money that comes after. I really feel the red money is a placement after, you know, you've started securing some of that green money. So it's, it all comes down to striking a healthy balance with the colors of your money. And it's important to, you know, look at each step and reaching your retirement goals and making sure your strategy is customized and appropriate for you. And like I said, it, I try to do the green money thing and, and really, you know, harp on that. But we, I do have clients that have majority of their money in red money and then some with yellow and it's all over the board and it does come down to personal preference and comfort level. Right. And uh, that's what it's all about. You want to have a comfortable retirement and be able to fund it and you need to know these things. Well, our time is almost up for this segment. We have to take another quick break here. Do you have anything you want to add before we do? Yeah, I'd like to say that our goal at Investment Executives is to, you know, get people through the transitions of life and get them to a comfortable retirement in a, in a you know, a mechanism that fits them, a bike that fits them, one that they can ride off into the sunset with and, and know that it's not going to break down and it's going to last for however long they live and that it's going to be money that's coming in month after month after month. And we really work hard to provide that. And what we'd like to offer on this show is a complimentary no-cost consultation. Um, you can set that up by calling us at 855-625-3736. Or you can visit our website, theinvestmentexecutives.com. Um, we'd be happy to sit down with you and, and get you headed off on your uh, triathlon, so to speak. All right. That sounds great. And listeners, stay tuned. We're going to be right back with more of The Main Money Show and Craig Dixon after this. Retirement can be both exciting and intimidating. At The Investments Executives, we have found many people fail to truly maximize some of the benefits offered to them, primarily Social Security. Since deciding when to file for your benefit is so important, our firm has assembled an informational packet on Social Security. If you would like a complimentary copy, call our office at 855-MAKE-SENSE or visit us at theinvestmentexecutives.com to learn more. And welcome back to The Main Money Show. I'm your co-host, Tony Shore. And today's episode is on retirement as a transition. And our amazing host, Craig Dixon, has been telling us all about this triathlon of life, comparing the different stages we go through uh, financially and in our lives to an actual triathlon. And you've talked about the importance of transitions in a triathlon. Uh, the first leg of your life, which is childhood and education, relates to the swimming leg of the triathlon. Then you said that cycling portion uh, translates to uh, the working portion of our lives. And we use mechanisms like the bicycle to accumulate more wealth and speed in that triathlon of life. So that leaves us with just the last leg of the triathlon to cover, which is the run, right? Yeah, your favorite part. 
Isn't the run your favorite part? Yeah, it would be my least favorite. Yes. Oh, I thought it was your favorite part. So what is <laughs> what is your favorite part? I would have to say bicycling because my legs are the strongest thing I have. Uh, there you go. So you make good time on and the And I bike can portion. swim pretty well, but the the running is just I've never been a a big runner. I know you can't tell by looking at me, but yeah. Well, I I know you like swimming. I could I could see you have a lot of buoyancy. Wow. <laughs> wow, shots fired, people. <laughs> People, listeners, you heard it here first. <laughs> Super hurtful. Now I'm weepy. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm Tony. Kidding. I'm, I'm sorry. kidding. No, that that's good. That's yeah. good. So, so the, yes, the run. You're right. The, the run, run is the last, and and the transition from the cycling phase to the running phase of the triathlon that's can be very difficult. And according to Active.com and Triathlete Magazine author Rod Sedero. In his article, Learn to Master the Bike to Run Transition, the transition is often made difficult by heavy leg syndrome. Wait and a I minute. have that after I eat a lot of pizza. But Wait a minute. Heavy leg syndrome. Different. Are you making fun of my weight again? No, I was by making fun of my leg legs syndrome? when I eat pizza. Why did yeah. you point at my legs when you said it? Um, I'm, I'm <laughs> kidding. He didn't. Uh, so what is heavy leg syndrome? Explain that one to me. So in short, legs, no. In short, your legs have been pedaling in circles for the whole cycling phase. And now you're asking them, you know, those same legs that have been doing the same motion to switch to running and supporting the full weight of your body. So it's quite a transition and quite an impact on your body. And it can also take a while for the um, the blood to like redirect into the muscles needed for running, the hamstrings and calves. And imagine that moment you get out of the car after a long road trip. It could take a second for your body to react to the change and get acclimated. Yeah. Well, it's the same scenario, and it's like, you know, when you're in the doorway and you and you push your arms to the side in the door jam. Have you ever done that? Yep. You push really, really hard, and then you walk out of the door jam. And it feels like your arms want to go up. Yep. It's in just that short time. I think you trained those muscles to do that. Well, just imagine going for miles and miles with your, oh, your feet yeah. going around on the pedals. Those muscles are in one motion. They're not thinking they're ever going to change to something else. So that's kind of what it's like. It's just automatic. It keeps going in that direction. So is there a way then for the triathlete to prepare for that transition? Yeah, preparation and training, just like anything. And Sidero recommends incorporating a um, what he calls a brick session into weekly training to help your body adjust to the transition. And basically he says a brick session is a moderately long ride followed by a moderately long run. I guess you have to you have to determine what a moderate is to you for all those triathletes. And then as the, the race gets closer, adding a short run, anytime you get off your bike to train the body for the transition. So just continually doing that transition. Ah, so how does that, how does all this connect to the triathlon of life? Well, 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 Tony, good transition. And uh, much like the bike to run transition, the transition from your working life to your retirement can be difficult. And moving from a life of full-time work to a life of retirement can be a huge adjustment. And we hear Oftentimes, a lot of people, when they retire, they pass away in a few years. They just their their body's not used to that transition. It's the same thing. Their bodies are in motion. They tend to stay at motion, right? A body at motion tends to stay at motion. Yeah. Body at rest, but they don't talk about the transition from the body in motion to the body at rest, and it could be a shock on their system. So, you know, that transition can be made easier through a strategy and with preparation. You know, working with a financial services professional can help you prepare for that transition, um, so that you know you're not constantly working for that money and you know you're going to have the money to provide the rest of you know provide it to you for the rest of your life so you can live a long happy lifestyle and not stress out about that transition your risk tolerance 
um, your current assets, your social security benefits, all of those and more can help, you know, set yourself up for the most beneficial retirement. And if you work on that transition before retirement and you know that you have that money and you're working with your advisor, you get kind of used to taking that time off. Like we always talk about <clears throat> trying to get into retirement for the people that I work with, like test it out, try it for a few, for a few weeks, try it for a few months, try, you know, and then finally when you get into retirement, you don't want to be all in. You want to start taking a little bit of money out of your retirement and see how it goes, see how you live a full year without working and taking from assets that you've built up. So there is a process to it. And once again, I go back to what you said at the beginning of the show. It's important that we identify that retirement is a race, not a finish line, right? Yeah, absolutely. And according to a Forbes article, the average individual who retires at 65 has a 76% chance to live 10 more years and a 5% chance to live 30 more years. And each retiree should have a strategy to cover several different possibilities and several different life expectancies. Craig, that's obviously really important. Uh, words of wisdom there, but we're almost out of time for today's show. Is there anything else you want to add before we have to go today? Yeah, I wish I was like that micro. Remember the micro machine guy that did the little matchbox commercials? Oh, yeah. The micro yeah. machine. Yep. He could talk like the, wor the world's fastest talker. I yep. wish sometimes that I could do that and that I could tell everybody to visit my website and call one 855 Be like that. That would be great. I could get a lot more into the show, but <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> But I can't do that. But sure. no, um, for those people out there that are listening, you know, give us a call, set up a time to meet with us. It's a no cost complimentary consultation. We'll go over all the transitions of life, all the transitions in your retirement and get you on the right vehicle to uh, drive off into that sunset like I talked about. All right. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of The Main Money Show with our host, Craig Dixon. Thank you for listening to The Main Money Show. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Craig Dixon at The Investment Executives. Call 855-MAKE-SENSE or visit their website at theinvestmentexecutives.com. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.